All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Clay Edwards Show. I am, of course, Clay Edwards. I'm live here in the You Can't Cancel Clay studios on 103.9 WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com. And, of course, on the TuneIn app and Alexa, just search WYAB. If you're listening to this later in the day on the podcast, Thank you. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the share button. Post it on social media. Uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us a, a good five-star review. And if you're a hater, leave us a one-star review. I like bad reviews, too. Uh, it lets me know you're still listening. So <clears throat> we do appreciate you, regardless of uh, why you're tuned in. This morning, uh, we've got a special guest in the studio. We're going to get to him in just a minute. That is Mr. Zeno Mangum, we've been talking about his case for the last couple of days this week, going back to Tuesday with Therese Apel. Um, his mother and uh, stepfather were murdered, uh, what, 20 years ago? Yes. 20 years ago by what would have been Zeno's <clears throat> stepbrother. And he's getting ready to be released from jail due to a uh, what I would call a technicality and a, a terrible, terrible decision by the parole board here in Mississippi. So we're going to be talking about that and talking about what his life has been like for the last 20-plus years. Uh, since his mother's untimely passing. But uh, before we get into all that, hey, this weekend, if you're looking for something to do, uh, Crystal Springs, tomorrow night, they have invited your boy to come down. They're having a big downtown uh, little music festival, blues music festival of sorts. So check that out. Just something free for the whole family to come down and do. So if you're looking for something uh, to get to get outside of the little central Mississippi area, we're going to go down to Crystal Springs. You may just run into me down there. Uh, so... Let me know if you're going. I want to thank everybody who came out yesterday to Food Truck Thursday in Pearl. That was a huge success. Really enjoyed that. I got some of that Crooked Letters Kitchen grilled chicken sandwich. I wasn't planning on eating the whole thing, but I did. I did. Shout out to my buddy Michael for meeting me over there and uh, let me use his tailgate as a truck. I mean, as a table. So uh, really good stuff. Check out Crooked Letter Kitchen. Kitchen anywhere you get a chance to see them. I think Eddie Wright Barbecue was out there too, and Eddie's always got some great, great barbecue. All right, uh, Zeno, thank you for getting up and coming in this morning, brother. Good morning. How are you? Doing good. As good as to be expected? Yeah. So, we t- um, Jana reached out to me. Have I got her name right? Jana Hughes, yes, sir. Jana reached out to me, I guess it was Monday night, maybe Sunday night. I think it was Monday night because I do Tuesdays with Therese April, who does investigative reporting and runs Dark Horse Press now. And I sent it over. To, I, I read the story. I sent it over to Therese. I'm like, we got to talk about this. I was like, this is right in your, her wheelhouse, especially with true crime stuff and whatnot. And, and I just like to, you know, use my platform to get people's personal stories out there. And anytime, you know, God blessed me with this. And anytime I think somebody's being wronged, I like to use it to let everybody know what's going on. And so Tuesday we talked about it. And, man, it blew up on our end. Um, people have been bombarding us with questions and, and whatnot and concerns and sharing the stuff on social media and everything. I, I did a paid ad on Facebook to make sure people heard that. I clipped out that part of the podcast and make sure people in Rankin County in particular heard it, posted it in all the groups and stuff. And I think this is something people really need to be concerned about. And uh, I'm going to kind of pass the mic to you. Tell people who you are. Give people a little synopsis of what happened and uh, kind of when it happened. Good morning. My name is Zeno Mangum. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the son of the, of the murdered Cynthia Williams and stepson of James Williams Jr. 
<clears throat> on a two in two thousand two, December twenty eighth, um, is when the murders actually took place. Um, hey, well, let me ask you this: uh, Where did the murders take place? In South Jackson. So okay, so somebody has told me that. So no, it didn't happen in Brandon. That's just where he took them. Yeah, he after uh, after the murders took place, he uh, manipulated the bodies into into trash bags and rubber made containers and threw them away in Rankin County. That's terrible, man. Threw, threw them out like trash. Where at in South Jackson? Do you remember? Um, It's not important necessarily. I just grew up in South Jackson and I'm, I'm just always curious. In the McClure Road area? Okay. Alright, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. That's alright. Um, the bodies were undiscovered for a week. Uh, while we were trying to figure out who who did it and what happened, uh, James ended up being the last person to have seen my mother and stepfather, and became a person of interest. He had a boy with him named Adam White, who ultimately helped him uh, get rid of the bodies. The two were brought in for questioning at uh, Jackson Police Department. And when they were separated is when Adam told him what happened. Interesting. And so um, James was 17 at the time. Correct. And how old was Adam? Do you know? 15. 15. Okay. So at this point, he, he rolls on James. And did, <clears throat> and the, the reasoning for this, right, was I guess somewhere in James P. Brain, he decided that there was a – Basically, about a million dollar, eight hundred fifty thousand dollar life insurance policy. Yeah, earlier in December, his grandmother had passed away, and she had left a significant amount of her estate to his dad. And James the Third found out he was not going to inherit any of that estate, and that's when he started planning to kill his father. Who was going to inherit it? The dad. His his dad was going to get it all. Okay. Yeah, got it. So his dad was going to get it all, and. He thought if he eliminated his father, that it would default to him. Correct. Well, uh, what ended up happening with the money? Just out of curiosity. James has a sister named Rebecca, and she ended up with the, the, all of it. Irony. It would have been much better if you had. I didn't. I didn't get one cent. What a shame! What a shame! Um, you know, guys, as we tell this story today, I want you, uh, single folks out there listening. I want you all to, the, the thing that really resonated with me as I was driving in this morning thinking about this a little bit was be careful who you bring into your lives. Be careful who you bring into your children's lives because, I mean, this is obviously worst case scenario. And uh, we, we've seen terrible things over the years. You know, and look, it ain't just um, it ain't just bringing in bad men into women's lives. I've seen terrible women come into men's lives. They bring a lot of baggage and a lot of stuff. But just be very careful who you bring into your lives, who who you bring into your children's lives, because you don't want you don't want a situation like this. Obviously, you know. So I just want to throw that out there because that, that's just kind of a case of, you know. I think your mom was getting ready to. She kind of realized she was in a bad situation too, and was getting ready to to abandon ship on that, wasn't she? Yes. So, <clears throat> again, be, be careful who you bring into your lives. Uh, were there any signs? That, I mean, obviously, she she was getting ready to leave the father, James Jr. Were, were, were there any signs that James the third, the son, could could be this 
deranged? Not that I'm aware of. I, I didn't live with them. I didn't have a close relationship with them at all. I never thought anything uh, sinister or evil about him in my time dealing with him. But I did think he was he was, he was just a strange individual. Yeah. Uh, my mother told us stories of him being in the yard practicing doing rituals with some kind of sword or something. Just not typical behavior of a 17-year-old. Yeah. How old were you in, t- in 02? 19. 19. So you're a little bit older than him. How old are you now? What's that? 40. 40? Okay. I'm trying to think of how old I was in 02. Um, <clears throat> 27. But, all right. How did you find out? I mean, how, how does that take us through that day where you find out? I, mean, I guess your mother had been missing for a week. Yeah, I was, at, the, at the time I was working at Car Care Clinic in Jackson. Yeah, my mother's boss actually reached out to me because she had not been to work, and she, she was just wondering had I been in contact with my mother. And um, when I found out that she had not been to work, I immediately left my job to go to her residence to see, you know, what was going on. And when I arrived, obviously no one was there. James wasn't there. I had to um, kind of find him and get him home to make the to make the missing persons report. And he and I did a missing persons report together. That's terrible. I mean, of course, with the ability of hindsight, how how evil that is. Right. Uh, uh, you know that he goes through this process with you. No, no, no remorse. No, so. I said they're missing for a week when somebody discovers. And I actually have a friend of mine who texted into the show the other day who uh, who remembered all this happening out at Shiloh, and they used to play in those woods back over there. And if Stephen's listening this morning, you're welcome to, to text in this morning. Uh, and he said, you know, remember seeing all the the remnants. I, I don't want to get too into detail with you. But, you know, and it was just like really tragic event, obviously. And so you, so they they find the bodies out there. Did they put it together pretty quickly that it was your mother and and James? Yeah, um, my uncle and cousin actually went to the coroner's office to identify the bodies. Um, I believe the same the same day that Adam told them that it was James. Yeah, and they were <clears throat> pretty well mutilated and stuff because they had to be put. Yes, um, <clears throat> that takes us. That, my know, uncle said that he still has nightmares to this day. I, I, absolutely. I, and I was talking to my f- friend about that the other day. I said, I don't know if they were, you know, I was trying to vision, just trying to, ha- how it, how they got there, I guess, you know, trying to piece it together a little bit, get into the mind of a psychopath, I reckon. And I, I didn't think there was any way that they could have done that without, you know, the mutilation side of it. And that that's absolutely terrible as I sit here and play that through my mind. All right, so you find out at that point that, who, how do you find out that your mother that it's your mother? I mean, I just want I want to paint the picture for people because I want people to understand when we get to this part about the parole. I want people to understand what these damn families go through from a trauma standpoint. I'm not sure exactly which one of my mother's sisters was contacted, but one one of my mother's sisters was contacted in the early morning hours whenever uh, they finally got James to admit what had happened. And they came and got me from my home. I was living in Florence at the time. They they came and woke me up and told me it's time to go to the police station. They have found the bodies. God. All right, let's take a break real quick. When we come back, we're going to continue our story with Zeno Mangum right here on the Clay Edwards Show on 103.9 WYAB. We're back live on 103.9 WYAB. This is 
The Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our friends down at Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center right down there. Hey, speaking of Crystal Springs, uh, if you, I'll be down there the, tomorrow night. Uh, Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center is right there in Crystal Springs, too. And here's what's great, man. You know, I tell you, y'all know I sell cars. I'm out there at Ellis Autoplex in Brandon. Um, one of the number one questions I get from people is, Clay, I need something ten to $15,000. And I'm just going to tell you, that is a hard, hard price range to find cars in nowadays because that's the new cash car the days of three and four thousand dollar vehicles that those days are gone not for a good running car that stops starts steers and the air blows cold that's ten to fifteen thousand dollar cars now it don't matter how many miles it has on it and that's what they specialize in at mercy house teen challenge auto center you're looking for a good bump around car for yourself or a good first car for your kid or for whatever your budget just dictates that this is the amount of money you need to spend you need to start your shopping and start stop and start at one place. That's Mercy House Teen Challenge Auto Center. They have credit credit plans in place to help you uh, if you if your credit's hit a Jackson size pothole, or if you have perfect credit. They got something for everybody. Uh, so go down there, see them. And here's what's really cool: Mercy House Teen Challenge is a five hundred one c three. They run their uh, their re- rehabilitation center down there in Georgetown, Mississippi, where they specialize in getting men off drugs and putting fathers back in homes. So you're the profit made from the auto center goes down there to their rehabilitation center. And that's something I think we can all get behind. And here's one more thing. You got an old car sitting out in the driveway running or not. Uh, it's on your heart to, to donate it. You can donate your car to them. They'll, if, as long as you got the title running or not, they will come tow that car off for you. And here's what's cool. Not only do you get the car out of the driveway or off the yard, you also get the tax write off for whatever they sell it for. That, if you're a 1099, pay your own taxes guy like me. If I can get a five six thousand dollar write off on a thousand dollar car, I'm happy. That's money in the bank. That's money that don't have to get written to Uncle Sam or to Tate Reeves. <laughs> so I'm gonna take advantage of that. Anyway, check them out. You can shop them online. MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Hey man, again, I tell all y'all when we do all these ad reads, let them know you heard it on the Clay Edwards Show. Let them know you heard it on WYAB. And uh, if you have any questions, look, I don't mind. I'll answer any question I can about these advertisers. These are good, God-fearing folks, and we appreciate having them, having them on the radio with us. All right, back to our guest in the studio this morning. This is a heavy show, guys. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, we, are, we will open up the phone lines, but we've got to stay on topic this morning. Uh, 601-879-0002. If you all have any words of encouragement for Zeno and his family, I think they can all use them. And if you want to text in the Guns and Gear text line, 769-241-1944. Zeno, so one of the things we were talking about uh, during the break a little bit was, you know, this guy, apparently, according to your godfather here, his godfather Mark is in the studio with us too. Um, He was in alternative school. Um, He was uh, dealing with some stuff there. And you're like, you know, if if his life was so bad, at his mom at his dad's house, why wouldn't he just go live with his mom? You know, and I asked, I'm like, I was like, what was the draw from? Because I'm be honest, I grew up in South Jackson, I had no clue where Shallow Park was, so I was in my twenties. You know, I had no reason to be out in Brandon at Shallow Park. I was like, what was the draw to take them out to Shallow Park as the as their resting place there? And uh, his mother lives out that way, and you know, then you start thinking about. That was some kind of like weird, you know, t- almost taking him to his mom's doorstep dang near. You know, it was like, hey, look what I've done. 
I mean, a, a real, a real sick stuff. And um, and to the best of our knowledge, why I've, one of the reasons I made such a big thing about all this, guys, is you know I live two minutes from Shiloh Park, and uh, his mother still lives over that way, to the best of our knowledge, and that's where he's going to be living when he gets out. So when I'm really hooting and hollering at Brandon and East Rankin County folks, this is why. Do you want a double murderer back in your neighborhood, around your kids, around your family? I, I don't. I don't care how much redemption he's done in jail. I th- some things you can't come back from. Killing two people is one. Um, Zeno, let's do this. <clears throat> so let's fast forward a little bit your, your your mother's been laid to rest how does the rest of your life take shape man what what do you end up doing I mean, obviously that's got to turn your world upside down your father raised you yeah, I, I was 19 at the time and i end up uh living with my father after after that i was living with him at the time too um and it's, it's just been a, a difficult situation um in some of the most formative years of my life without my mother she was my best friend, and I didn't, I, I didn't get to. She wasn't at my my my, my wedding. She hasn't got to meet my children. Um, some of the most important things a person goes through, she wasn't there for. Um, where did you graduate high school? I graduated from Simpson Academy. So, so you were living down in Simpson County. I'd already graduated. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, saying, but you grew up down in Simpson County. Yes. And I mean, did you see your mom often? Oh yeah, my my parents didn't divorce until I was 18. Okay, so this is the the marriage and the divorce was. She got divorced. They got and got remarried pretty quick, and she'd only been married about a year. Gotcha, and she was getting ready to get out of that. I think yeah, we to, we think she knew that something was not normal about these people. Yeah, man, I tell you, yeah, gosh, that, that that was like I said, that was one of the things I thought about this morning coming in was be careful who you let in your lives, folks. You just you never know. Look at look at stuff. Look at their children. Look how they act. You know, and and be careful who you let in your lives. I, I think that's real important. Um, so one of the reasons we're here today, other than that, I just think it's good to tell victim stories and let them let them get it out there. Is the Mississippi Parole Board? Well, go back a little bit. The Supreme Court. How long ago was this? Do you know? I don't remember what the the year it happened. So the Supreme Court changed a, 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 or created a law, however you want to look at it, that people who were sentenced to life sentences without parole under the age of 18 couldn't be there without the possibility of parole. Like they at least got to have the possibility to get out if they were sentenced as minors. And so that created a ripple effect that's got us to this point, a bit of a butterfly effect. And so now they had to start doing these yearly parole hearings I guess after a certain amount of time, after a certain amount of time has served, and <clears throat> James has been up for parole. For how many times have y'all had to go up there? I believe we uh, went six times. So it's been at least six, seven Five years. Five or six times, yes. All right. Well, so now the family of the victim has to, once a year, uh, go relive this tragedy with the, with the parole board and everything, as if you know, it's just like having to tear the scab off. Once a year, as if they haven't been through enough already. But that, that, that that's the rule. That's, that's life in the big city. Now, y'all missed one year because of sick family or the letter never got there. What, what was the case? I never received a letter. Never received a notice that he was gonna, that there was going to be a hearing. From the parole board. Correct. 
and y'all miss one. And then they say, oh, well, the family doesn't care anymore, so let's just let them out. That's exactly what I was told, that since we missed one hearing, that we obviously changed our mind, and it was okay to release him. Well, why would they change their mind? I don't care how rehabilitated this guy is. It's like I was talking about yesterday at the end of the show. I said, you know, I know I'm going to sound a bit like a hypocrite, saying that the kids that show up to school with guns at 17, or toy guns at 17, deserve a little, a little grace. But some things you can't come back from. I don't care how young you were, how underdeveloped you were, whatever you were going through in life. You don't, you don't premeditatingly kill two people. And the way he did, he tried to poison them first, right? Correct. He, he was using rat poison. He had put it in their milk and water. And when that wasn't working fast enough this is when he shot them. And this is all in the same short little, same, same evening. I mean, it started, this is how it started. This is how it ended type thing. I believe the rat poison had gone on for a week or so, and when that wasn't working, uh, I don't know how it all came together the night that they were killed. But so he tried the, the rat poison thing lasted about a week. Were they? Do you know if they were sick at all? Uh, the funny thing is, he was putting it in the milk, and my mom didn't drink milk. Well, I, I don't either, so I understand that. So uh, I guess he realized. They weren't drinking the milk fast enough or enough of the milk for it to affect them. And so he had to come up with another plan. So we're in the mind of a psychopath here, guys. For a week, he had tried to kill these folks with rat poison. Then that ain't working. So he shoots them, mutilates the bodies, puts them in trash bags and in garbage cans. And I know I hate saying it like that with you sitting right here, but I just want people to understand. This is who the parole board is about to dump into Rankin County. This is who they've decided that because he got some online seminary degrees. By the way, I love my tattoo artist. He's got an online seminary degree and married me and my ex-wife. Point being, anybody can get an online seminary degree. But because he's done this and he's gone through these programs, they're going to release this man into our communities. Now this family is going to have to relive this over and over and over this is a sick individual he should he he should be in a mental institution and not only is he being released he's being released with a state job so he'll be a, a, a chaplain for the mississippi penitentiary uh, we got to take a break i want that to marinate for a minute he a, a double murderer this is this is this, i've been a big supporter of what burl kane has been doing in them prisons but this changes my mind on everything Changes my mind on everything. We're gonna take a break. Y'all let that marinate for a minute. Double murder, getting out, of, getting, getting paroled, and has a job with the state of Mississippi. I didn't even know the state could hire felons. Interesting. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards show. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show. We are live here on one hundred three point nine FM WYAB, stimulating talk radio. Tax. Payer free funding. We don't we don't take a penny of taxpayer funding, unlike the competition. So we, 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 we're not tied to having to talk about things they want us to talk about. We don't work for the Mississippi GOP. We work for ourselves. We work for you. We work for these sponsors here on WYAB. And uh, speaking of those great sponsors, uh, how about Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's? It's Friday night. It's Saturday going into the weekend here. It's supposed to be some bad weather tonight. Uh, there's no sense in you getting out on the roads. Let them bring your food to you. 
They open at 4 p.m. daily right there at Fan and Mart on the Res. And, hey, if you do feel like getting out, they got nine different flavors of frozen daiquiris. They have 12 different specialty pizzas, the Pig, Pig, Pig being Clay's personal favorite. And, hey, you're undecided on which of the specialty pizzas you want. You can try up to three of them on one pie. That's pretty cool right there. And, hey, pizza's not your thing? Don't worry. They got burgers, fries, appetizers. They have, like, a loaded nacho fry now. Oh, it looks awesome. And uh, so much more. Check them out, Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's, uh, available for dine-in, carry-out, and delivery uh, on all major delivery apps, including locally-owned take-a-break deliveries. If you use the discount or promo code at checkout, CLAY601 in all caps, you're going to get $5 off your delivery fee. So you get to support both Clay Edwards sponsors in one fell swoop right there. So that's Acme Pizza and Daiquiri's and take-a-break deliveries. All right. I'm joined here in the ClayEdwardShow.com studios by Zeno Mangum. Uh, we also have his godfather, Mark, over here with us, and uh, he may be chiming in at some point. But uh, we left off with, <clears throat> before the break, with um, the fact that the killer of his mother and stepfather, James III, James Williams III, is going to be getting released. What's the release date? 10th of May 16th. May 16th. And not only are, we, are they letting a man who tried to kill these folks for a week with rat poison, then shoots them, then mutilates their bodies, not only are they going to let him out, they're giving him a job as a, the chaplain of prison ministries Correct. for the state of Mississippi. Correct. I, I, I am dumbfounded here. I am, is there, can, have, y'all, have y'all talked to a lawyer about trying to sue to get an injunction, or I mean, I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, I have we haven't spoken to a lawyer. Um, I do have a, 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 um, a phone in your a phone uh, meeting with the parole board coming up on Tuesday. Yeah. And at that point, we're going to ask them to halt the release until we can find out more information. Yeah. So I want to remind everybody, the parole board members are appointed by the governor, Tate Reeves. Our, our, our air quotes in the studio, conservative governor, tough on crime governor, uh, appointed these parole board members who are going to release a, a psychopath, sick, mentally deranged double murderer back out into the streets and give them a job on the way out the door. And the this, this same parole board was there last year when we when we met with him and assured us that he would never get out. Do they have they said what changed their mind? Just the fact y'all didn't y'all weren't able to make it that day. The, the fact that we didn't show up. Even if y'all were all dead, it they should still say we don't want this guy back out on the streets. He is not. It's not safe. He he. Even if it was safe, even if he was Mother Teresa reincarnate, there's some things you can't come back from. And premeditated double homicide, if, they, if that ain't one of them, I don't know what is. And I, and I prayerfully hope that he, you know, he has uh, been rehabilitated. And if his mission is prison ministry, he, he can still, he's got a lot of people he can still serve right from his cell. 24-7. He can be at their disposal 24-7. Anytime. You know, they can, they can put him in a van and drive him from prison to prison as long as he sleeps in one every night. Correct. You know? That's why, you know, I remember, well, it's pointless. You know, there's another one of, of our more famous killers here in Mississippi who's also involved in that, um, Luke Woodham. 
and I'm just kind of just more and more surprised all the time at uh, <clears throat> a lot of these do good Christians how they they get behind some of this stuff. But whatever. Uh, let, let's go. Let's go back a little bit. I want to paint a picture of your mother here. I want people to understand that, that this was a really good person too. I mean, she. Tell us a little about your mother. You said she worked for Catholic Ministries. Yeah, she worked for Catholic Charities, Charities. in Jackson, which is uh, uh, she she helped uh, abused women and children. Yeah, and man, here she was with a uh, in a bad situation. You know, so we we lost a really 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 good woman there. Um, how how can people get in? T- who do people need to get in touch with to raise hell about this? Governor Reeves would be the first person I would I would like for people to try to contact. Uh, you can contact the parole board as well. Uh, Jeffrey Belk is the chairman of the parole board. Um, and I've shared all this information on my Facebook page too, uh, and it's also on Zeno Mangum's sure. Facebook page. Z e n o Mangum n a m a n g u m Zeno Mangum, and uh, it's got every parole board members information there uh so let's see somebody was asking me some questions on the guns of your text line let me um hit refresh here let's see uh is there any way the parole board changed their mind this is insane well that's what they're hoping right yeah we're, we're hoping that the message gets to them and they do have a change of heart and reverse their decision do they have the power to reverse their decision once it's been made yes until until he walks out the gates you know they can and I've been told even if even if he is in fact parole, we could still get it reversed. Yeah, I, but we're we're trying to we don't we obviously don't want him to get out at all. Yep. And somebody chimes in and says, you know, we can't let him out. That's some Jeffrey Dahmer type stuff, and I, I think that's got to be the first thing that comes to most people's minds. Uh, Stephen texts in and says, being soft on crime and soft on kids is what got us into this to begin with. Uh, Miss Sharon says. What other family members are alive and have had any contact with the killer while he's been in jail? We've had zero contact. He's not reached out to make an apology or ask for forgiveness in 20 years. No kidding. So, Mr. Prison Chaplain himself, Mr. I I want forgiveness, but I don't want to ask for it from the family. I don't want to do the toughest part, but the family in that. Would would you – if? not saying to let him out, but if he wanted to sit down and look you in the eye and apologize for killing your mother, for killing your your your, your god sister, would would you accept his apology, or would you would you sit down with him? Absolutely, that's that's strong. That takes a sack to be able to sit across from somebody who rearranged your life for you know for the worse for a long time. I would I would I would I'd like to hear what he has to say. Not that I. I still, I still would want him to be punished. I mean, he was yeah. since sixty years, and I, I feel like he should serve every day of it. Yeah, so that, you know that's the other thing. He was sentenced to two life sentences, right? And they so, were they were run consecutive, not concurrent. A lot of people get that confused. Yes, so they know. go back to but when when one ends, the other begins. Correct. You know, which so thirty years each, so sixty years. So he's done a third of his time, basically. Yeah, right at twenty three years ish. Yeah, he was he was in he was incarcerated immediately in Hines County, but he was sentenced in two thousand five. Yeah, so nineteen years is that where we're at roughly? Let's just round up, say twenty years. So a third of his time, and now they're going to parole him. I'm just blown away. I mean, I'm all for people 
getting second chances. I, I'm all for prison rehabilitating people. That was one of the things I've been a supporter of Burl Kane about is getting in there and trying to get some programs in place to rehabilitate people. But I'm just there's some things you can't come back from, and this has got to be it. If this ain't it, what the hell is it? You know, um, that's just mind boggling to me. And they're gonna let him out and give him a job. People, I'm gonna run down the names of this parole board. Um, Zena, you got it. Here it is. Um, I got your Facebook pulled up here. I, Cause I think we need to these people's names. Need to be known. Uh, let's see here. Parole board members. Uh, Jeffrey Belk is the chairman. James Cooper. Julia Norman. Anthony Smith. And Marlo Stewart. And uh, it looks like Stephanie Walters is the executive secretary. I got all their names. I got their email addresses. And I got their phone numbers. And they're on Zeno's Facebook page as well if y'all don't do anything else for this show for listening every day i implore you to send all these people an email call better yet call them you know i i have learned from hanging out with some politicians they tend to listen when their phones start ringing that the squeaky wheel tends to get the grease when people start complaining and uh, sometimes it's the loud minority that get their way unfortunately we got to start being the loud majority. We got to start keeping our communities the way we want to keep them. I mean, and this, you know, d- damn where he lives. This is a double murderer. The family's going to have to live with this. And the only, we only ain't going to be far apart. You know, I mean, the, the fear is obviously if you do this once so cold and callously that you'll absolutely do it again. And I, my family, we. Visit Rankin County frequently to eat out. We have family in Rankin County. And you just live right in Simpson, right? And I live in Simpson County, so 20 minutes away. I may, uh, the possibility is there that I could walk in a restaurant and he's having lunch next to me. Um, Let's see here. I'm kind of going through some text here. Uh, Sean had asked, why was he in Hines? Sean, the the, the crime happened in Hines County. They were murdered in Jackson and then took the bodies to Rankin County. Yeah, I have to imagine if, uh, if it had been Rankin County, it would end a different. Let's see here. I'm just trying to go through people's questions. So somebody chimed in and said, um, I'm, not, I'm not judging, but it sounds like this guy has lived in a strict, disciplined environment for over 20 years. To be allowed out with no limits is asking for disastrous results. You know, that's the other thing, too, right? It's easy it's easy to stay sober and live right in jail, you know, but when, and to, to be a model prisoner, I guess it's easy. I've never been, but you, you've got four walls around you pretty tight and you've got security. You've got people watching everything you do when you get out and you've got nobody, nobody to answer to nobody to stop you. You know, that's the real test, isn't it? I mean, the, instead of a, there's a word uh, where people recommit their crimes and, and go back in, it is very high. I mean, most of the people in prison, it ain't their first dance. So I want you all to think about that. We're going to take a break real quick, come back, land the plane with Zeno on the Clay Edwards show. I, I, I'm going to beat this drum until I, until I can't beat it anymore. We, I, I, we're going to make a difference today. That's what we're here for. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB.
All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We got a few minutes left here with Zeno Mangum, uh, son of Cindy Williams, who was murdered by John, James Williams III, twenty-four, twenty-three years ago, twenty-two years ago, and uh, who's about to be released on parole for, by the Mississippi Parole Board. Uh, we got a question in that said, "How should people?" What what word script basically? What should people say to the parole board or the governor's representatives when they call them? Have you got a preferred uh, method of attack for them? Just to let them know that they disagree with him being paroled and and why they disagree with it. Um, most people are not comfortable with a murderer in their community, and uh, a overwhelming majority of the people who have sent me letters. Or sent letters on my behalf. They, they don't. They don't feel comfortable with him in their community, and they don't feel like justice would have been served. Yeah, you know, even remove kind of the self-serving part of it about not wanting a murderer in my community. He has not paid his debt to society. And, you know, as your godfather said here and said, you know, on to be up for parole, you had to serve ten years. Well, these with these sentences being consecutively, not not uh, concurrently. He would have had to have been paroled on the first one ten years ago. He hasn't served the day of that second sentence yet. Right. So you can't even be even if you want to parole him on the first one, you can't parole him on the second one because of the way the sentence is run. Unless there's some bylaw that we're not familiar with, you know, that some loophole that would allow that. Uh, terrible situation. Um, let's see here. Kind of close it out real quick. Uh, some people are saying, you know, let him out and let uh, let justice be served when he gets out. But the problem with that is. Um, you, you don't want to give up your life for his. And, but the, the main thing is, this guy ain't paid his debt to society yet. You know, he can he can have find all the Jesus he wants to find in jail, and God bless it that he does. But at the end of the day, he hasn't he hasn't apologized to the family, and he has not paid his full debt to society for the crimes he committed. You know, took a mother, took his father, and did terrible, terrible things. It was not some crime of passion. Not that that would be a justification. It was premeditated. I mean, it's capital murder as far as I'm concerned. You know, because he was doing it in an attempt to get money, which is, you know, one crime committed in, the, in another is capital murder. You know, he, he, should be, he should have been set in the chair a long time ago, but because he was a minor, I guess they chose not to. So, Zeno... I appreciate you getting up and coming in this morning, man. Hopefully we make a difference. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, people can find you on Facebook, just at Zeno Mangum. Yes. Yeah, it's easy to find me, guys. If you're friends with me on Facebook or if you follow my Facebook page, Clay Edwards, uh, I've shared a couple of his posts. You can go see them there. Y'all keep Zeno and his family in your prayers that this gets worked out, that God hears this, and that the parole board and Tate Reeves people do the right thing. I'm here for a whole other hour. I'll be right back after the break. This is the Clay Edwards Show on WYAB. All right, welcome back in. It's hour two of The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio. The free-range human show of choice. The breaking rules when necessary show of choice. This is The Clay Edwards Show. <clears throat> I am, wait for it, Clay Edwards. It's Friday. Supposed to be some bad weather coming through, but uh, it will not kill my vibe. I will not let it. It's Friday. We made it through another week. Another week of shows. Another week of work. Another week of life. Enjoy the weekend with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and uh, have some fun. Pull one back. Drink one for me, too. 
And hey, if you uh, <clears throat> if you need to get any beer or liquor or food delivered to you, use Take a Break Deliveries. Locally owned, locally operated, veteran owned uh, food and uh, beer liquor delivery service right here in Central Mississippi. Hey, Clinton, they have expanded into your area. If you um, if you want to partake in the deliciousness that is great locally owned restaurants being brought to you take a break deliveries is is there now at your disposal also if you use the discount code or the promo code clay 601 at checkout all caps you're going to get five dollars off your delivery fee Um, they have national chains on there too but uh locally owned restaurants is their bread and butter and you know you know us we love to support locally owned here on the clay edwards show so that's takeabreakdeliveries.com or the the uh, the apps on either app store, the Apple or Google app store, take a break deliveries. And look, man, I kind of I kind of joke around about it. It's kind of an awkward thing to say. But man, if you if you've been sitting around the house all day, enjoying sports, barbecue, whatever, drinking some beer, you run out of beer, you're like man, I want some more. Don't drive to the dang store. Hit up take a break deliveries. They will bring it to you. Save you a potential DUI or worse. You kill somebody and you're like spending the rest of your life in prison or you kill yourself. You know, don't drink and drive. They take a break deliveries. Bring they're the Uber of food delivery services. They'll bring it to you. They're the Chick-fil-A of customer service. Great, great company to be involved with. Couldn't be more excited to have them on the show again with us. All right, so appreciate y'all tuning in the first hour with Zeno Mangum uh making the case for why James Williams the third the killer of his mother and stepfather, why he should not be paroled. I, I, I'm dumbfounded that we're even having this conversation. But the more involved I get in learning how politics works around here, the least I like it. It's absolutely terrible. Um, The Mississippi Parole Board should be ashamed of themselves. Tate Reeves should be ashamed of himself for not having already stepped in. You know, I hate to have to shame people into doing the right thing, but one thing I've learned over the last few years is um, sometimes that's what you have to do. And so if you guys, if anybody knows anybody in Tate's office, this needs handled. This needs handled. You can go back and listen to the first hour on the podcast. If you're just tuning in, it'll be available here shortly. You can get the full details or you can go search out Zeno Mangum on Facebook and read the whole story there about his mother, Cindy. All right, so complete shifting of gears. You know, I got a lot of responses yesterday on my show, or my, my thoughts about the kids there at Northwest Rankin and the toy guns. A lot of y'all disagree, but I'll be honest, a lot of folks agreed with me. A lot of folks agreed with me. All right, hold on. Let's take a call here real quick. You know me. Callers come first on the Clay Edwards Show. Hey, good morning. You're on there. Good morning, Clay. How are you doing? I'm good, brother. How about yourself? Good, man. This is Brock. Hey, what's up, Brock? Hey, good, man. Hey, I grew up with Zeno. And um, I could tell you, man, he's he's a good dude. If you if you wonder why he's got so much support behind him on this, man, he's a he's a really good guy. And and Miss Cindy was a she was a wonderful lady as well. You know, you can just tell sitting in the room with him, you know, just his body language and his characteristics 
and whatnot, just reading people's body language, you know, and talking to him. He's a good dude. I ain't no yeah. doubt about it. You know, he was dealt, dealt a bad hand like a lot of people, man. But you know, he's overcome it, and you know, out here trying to do the right thing. And I just yeah. find I, I just find it a, a an abomination, and I don't know that I've used that word but once other in my life. <laughs> an abomination that we would let a double murderer, cold-blooded, calculated murderer out after any amount of time. No doubt. It's, I said, uh, abomination, a travesty. I mean, there's, there's a lot of adjectives that could describe this, but, uh, listen, I have a, I had a question for you. I, I drove out of, um, the range of your antenna. So I missed about the last 10, 10, 15 minutes of your show. Sure. <clears throat> I don't know if the question has been asked, but, uh, if the governor has power to let somebody out of jail, um, you know, Karen Irby, the two sisters that, that, um, Haley Barber had, you know, you remember yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, the Scott, about the, the Scott sisters or whatever. The Scott sisters, that's yeah. right. The Scott sisters. So if the if the governor has the power to unlock the door and let them out, can the governor not override the parole board? I believe so because the governor, at the end of the day, the governor has to sign off on the on the parole deal, and these are appointed. You know damn well, like I know that governor, the governor can make that phone call and say, "Hey, this ain't the one." Right. Right. So my question is, where is Tate Reeves? No, they, yeah. Well, trust me when I tell you, you, you did you did drive out of, of, the, of the signal because I went down that same place and I started off this segment with it too. Okay. You know, blow up Tate Reeves' phone if you know anybody that knows Tate. If you, I mean, I know Tate don't run his Twitter, but his people do. His right hand man runs his Twitter. You know, get on Twitter, call Tate's office. You know. Call any representatives you know. I called, look, I called Fred Shanks, you know, my state rep the other day. Fred's one of my good friends, but we had a coming to Jesus about how I felt about this. Yeah. And, and he felt the same way. You know, I don't want to speak for him, but, you know, nobody wants this back in their community. No, nobody thinks this is right. Yeah. Did, you, yeah. And, you know, uh, Price Wallace, that uh, that's my uncle. Yeah, Price is a good dude, man. I did the ceramic coating on his vehicle, man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's my uncle, and... Uh, yeah, he's doing all he can. Yep, I saw his post. Yeah, yeah. But, um, That's what we got to do, man. You know, I, I made the point. I'm really glad you called, Brock. I made the point um, while Zeno was here. The squeaky, one thing I've learned about politicians, and uh, Miss Sharon Womack's listening. She can probably attest to this. One thing I've learned is they listen to the people that call them. The, the squeaky wheel gets the grease nine times out of ten. You know, even if it's the loud minority getting their way, if that's, right. if that's the only people speaking out, well, that's what they think the public most likely wants if that's the only people they hear. So we got to speak up and speak out, man. I, mean, I know we ask a lot of our listeners on this show and this station, but that's what we're here for. It's talk radio. It's We're here to bring to shine light in the dark places and put put attention on things. And this is dang – if this ain't something that we I think we can all, regardless of politics, agree on, I don't know what is. You're right. Brock, I appreciate it, brother. Have a blessed one. Stay stay in touch. You, you too, man. Thank right. you. Yep. All right. Great call there. Thank you, Brock. Uh, before I go back to the school stuff, man, I, I want to clean up some of the text here. Miss Sharon texts in. She goes, yes, we do listen. Definitely speak up. And that's coming from a politician. That's coming from the older woman at large in Brandon. St- call these politicians and let them know. I mean, like I said, that's one thing I've learned. 
you know, run 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 of some of these folks the last few years is they do listen to the people that beat the drum the loudest. You know, let them know you're not happy about this. Again, all of our politics aside, Democrat, Republican, Independent, Libertarian, I think we can all agree that this guy ain't paid his debt to society yet. He ain't even apologized to the victim's family. I'm just getting fired up again thinking about it. Hadn't even apologized to the family? And they're going to let this man out on parole? 20 years into a 60-year sentence? Or it's two 30-year sentences running consecutively. That means back to back, not side by side. That's a big difference. It's a big difference. Chad chimes in, uh, says, hey, uh, this is reading a little older text here. Hey, I worked with Zeno's dad here at Whitfield. He died a year ago. He did. And he's a super nice, gentle man. I think he had cancer. Uh, I donated a couple weeks of leave to him, but he couldn't survive the cancer. Poor family, so much loss. Chad, that was very, very gracious of you, my friend. And then he says, why not ask the jurors who convicted him? Do they think he's atoned enough? You know, that, that, that's a great question, man. We're poo-pooing all on the, uh, the jury's decision, the judge's decision. And look, I'm not, a, I'm not an anti-parole guy. I am all about second chances and redemption. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for second chances. I wouldn't be sitting in this studio today without a felony anyway if it wasn't for Judge Skinner showing me grace. You know, I, um, I'm all about second chances. But there's some things you can't come back from. Cold-blooded, calculated, premeditated, double murder. If that if that ain't it, I don't know what is. If that ain't it, I don't know what is. Very sickening. Let's read. I, I, I love it when you guys text, so I'm going to make sure I read your text. Uh, Zach chimes in. Good text here from Zach. He said, do you believe that the perpetrator of such a crime is not capable of being 100% sincerely remorseful and regretful of all they have done. God's words, you must forgive in order to be forgiven. John Newton was author of Amazing Grace. He was involved in slave trading for decades. He captained several ships and after retirement was still financially invested in the slave trades. He later became saved and became an abolitionist. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. However, I am not saying he should be released, just pointing out what is just in God's eyes, not ours. No, I agree 100%. I, I agree with every word of that. We can forgive him for his sins. It's not our job, too, but I'm just saying as a public, we can say, okay, you're forgiven. If God forgives you, I forgive you. But you need to do God's work inside those walls. If you're going to get out and be high. And by the way, if you're tuning in late, He's going to be hired by the state to be the prison chaplain. Come on, man. I mean, they can give him free. They can keep giving him free room and board and bus him from uh, prison to prison in Mississippi to be the chaplain. He just needs to make sure he lays his head in one every night. Not back at his mama's house in Rankin County. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. I mean, I got a bunch of stuff I want to talk about today, but we can take this cat. We can take the ship any direction y'all want to. This is the Clay Edwards Show, live in the studio on a Friday. Looking out the window, the weather ain't looking too nice. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. 
breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. It's Friday here on 103.9 FM WYAB, and we're broadcasting live here in the Clay Edwards Show.com. The Clay can't be canceled no matter how hard you try. Studios. Love it. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Watkins Construction Roofing, your hometown roof repair specialist right here in central Mississippi. Uh, we got some storms getting ready to come through. Uh, you may wake up in the morning with some uh, roof damage, and you'll want to call Watkins Construction and Roofing today or tomorrow and get a complimentary roof assessment if you think your roof got some damage. Uh, a couple of hail storms came through a few weeks ago, back to back, and did a lot of damage around here. And I just tell people, that, man, if your car got damaged, your roof got damaged. Call Watkins Construction and Roofing. They'll come out, check it out, and they'll get it. They'll work with your insurance companies. They'll get it all together for you and get you taken care of. Whether it's a uh, some shingle replacement or a full roof replacement, they can do it all at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Their website is WatkinsConstructionInc.com or give them a call today, 601-966-8233. Going back to the Guns and Gear text line, man, speaking of Guns and Gear real quick, I got to mention this. They're having a sale right now, and your boy is actually going to partake in this. I've I've got my my CZ Scorpion 9mm, so I have a bunch of 9mm ammo. And I also got my forty cal for my pistol, but they've got a sale on Taurus G2C nine millimeters right now. It started yesterday. <clears throat> this is huge. I'm going to get again. Clay is going to get one. Sale started yesterday. Just two forty nine ninety nine, and if you pay cash, cash money, you know that's still a thing. Only two twenty nine ninety nine with cash money. Uh, again, Clay Edwards. Folded $300 and put it in his pocket and is ready, ready to go get him a 9mm pistol. I've always wanted a 9 anyway, and I've never had one. So look, get out to Guns and Gear right there in Gluckstadt on Highway 51. You can shop them online, gunsandgearms.com, and get you a heck of a deal on a Taurus G2C 9mm. All right, so again, speaking of guns and gear, back to the guns and gear text line here. Uh, shout out to Hunter, listening in this morning. Come on, buddy. Man, put me one to the side, brother. I'm coming. Um, got a good text here. It says, didn't the SCOTUS hand down a decision, life without parole to juveniles is cruel and unusual punishment, placing the issue out of the state's jurisdiction? And the answer is kind of yes. They, My understanding is they they what the – scotus did was they said you can't give them life without parole without the possibility of parole there has to be a possibility of parole which you have the parole board hearings you plead your case but they can still at the end of the day say no and mississippi this bright red state that we claim to be this tough on crime state uh thought that this man served his has has paid his debt to society. I want to remind y'all, he tried to poison these people for over a week with rat poison. That wasn't working fast enough. Then he shoots them. Then he cuts the bodies up, puts them in a garbage bag and in garbage cans, drives them from South Jackson to Brandon, and dumps them in the woods. That is a sick psychopath that should never see the outside of a prison 
period. We shouldn't even, it's disgusting that we're even having this conversation. I shouldn't even be having to tell y'all about bodies being mutilated and put in trash bags on the radio. But this is who they're about to release back into Rankin County and into into Mississippi in general. Email Tate Reeves. Call Tate Reeves. Call these parole board members and tell them you do not want James Williams III released. Let's take a call. Good morning, Colt. Good morning. You're on there. Good morning. Turn your radio down. Play him. Master D. What you how you feel that the world want to reject America America policies? Nobody want to deal with you all anymore. They don't want you all in their country. Uh, Africa, Brazil, uh, uh, you got India. You got all these countries that used to be allied to America. They see the corruption here in this country, and you know I'm afraid that. Once all said and done, America going to try to use the the, the blacks. Uh, uh, Master D, I just can't do the radio in the background. But you're not wrong. Um, I 100% agree that America looks weak and countries don't want to deal with us no more. They want to take advantage of us. They see a weak, broken, frail old man, m- mentally ill, senile old man, Pretending to be president. But I, I'm just going to tell you, this is where I get in trouble. This is where I get in trouble. I blame black folks on Joe Biden being president. Now, I'll just never forget, after he, air quotes from the studio here, won the election, black folks was running around talking about, look what we did. Look what we did. We got rid of Donald Trump. Now, y'all, So y'all going to get the blame for Joe Biden. Y'all going to get the blame for him. So that's how Clay feels about that. And that's just fact. Y'all said, look what we did. We got rid of Donald Trump. So we, being y'all, going to take the credit for this disaster that America's in with Joe Biden. Referring to black Democrats here, too. Black conservative friends, you know I'm not talking to y'all. You know I'm not talking to y'all. Um, <clears throat> back to my text line. I'm not done reading these. <laughs> Tony says that dude should never see the outside of his eyelids again. He needs to ride the lightning. Amen, Tony. Amen. I am a supporter of the death sentence. And this is a guy that should have taken that ride. Life in prison only means 15 to 25 years in jail per sentence. But he got given two life sentences, Texter, to run consecutively. So even if you only did a a third of each, what would that be, 15, uh, 20, yeah, 15 would be a, uh, whatever. It ain't 20 years because it had to be a third of each. So he he has not served his time. Let's take a call from Derek. Hey, good morning, Derek. Hey, buddy. Hey, brother. You got, you got to remember, this is not the first time this parole board has did something so egregious. Remember when they released the guy <clears throat> on the Governor Barber's administration, and Governor Barber had several weddings on the on the uh, at the uh, governor uh, governor's office for. Hold that. Hold remember that. that one? Hold that thought one second. I got to correct myself on something. I said that 
he hadn't served a third. I, my, my math is terrible. It was 30 years and 30 years. T- the third would be 10 times two would be 20. So I guess technically he has served a third. Anyway, sorry, I wanted to correct that before people thought I was a com- complete idiot. Go ahead. Yeah, do you remember remember that? Remember that? Now, this parole board needs to be needs to have a review done on them because I know a guy that's been sitting in jail for thirty years. He murdered. He he killed somebody in self defense and was convicted, and he's never been able to see the light of day. Well, you know that, and just, I, I I can't help but think about how many people are in jail for thirty, forty years for drug crimes. That that aren't that haven't been released and aren't being released, but we're gonna let a a double killer because he's atoned for his sins in jail. You know he's a model prisoner. Well, you're supposed to be. At the end of the day, you're supposed to to uh, uh, rehabilitate. Yes. I mean, so you know, I, that's like I people who I tell me they I, I take I care of my the, kids. Yeah, I question the integrity of this parole board because they they've made some egregious decisions over the years and. And not letting Danielle Nichols of um, Hickory, Mississippi, um, on parole when he was defending himself after being beat up, chased, and a brick thrown through his vehicle. And he's never been able to get parole. And one of the reasons it's been because one of the parole board members is extended family of the person he murdered. Yeah, you know, and I, I'm going to say something here. And, you know, I don't say stuff like this very often. But that parole board's got a, a lot of white folks on it, and this boy's white. And if you're ever going to convince me of some kind of a white privilege, this damn well may be it. Yeah. Now, yeah, and, and like you said, you give me some a legitimate example of like what I'm talking about right now, and I will fight it with you. I've I've written letters on behalf of the family um, for um, Daniel um, Daniel Nichols to be released. Um, He's gotten several trades and degrees since he's been in the prison, and he was defending himself. This guy violently beat him up because he was trying to return a carburetor. What's his name? Uh, Dan- Danielle Nichols. Text that to me because I want to make sure I get the correct spelling. Okay. And um, like I said, this happened at Talbot Enterprises in House, Mississippi. This guy beat him up right there, beat him up pretty good, chased him down the street, threw bricks through his window, and he finally got out and he, he put an end to it. You know, just like extreme key- inconsistencies with what they're doing. Yeah. And, and and part of the case, there was an eyewitness there at, at, at the junkyard that witnessed everything. They somehow silenced him. Was the guy... You know what I mean? He was scared to even testify. Was the guy he killed black or white? He, the guy he killed was white. Danielle Nichols is black. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. All right, Dan. And he hasn't seen the light of day. And it was a clear case of self-defense. All right, Derek. Great phone call, brother. Thank you for that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Let's take a break real quick. Come back. We're going to hit on some more of this stuff. I think this is, a, I think this is the path the show's going down today. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome on back into the Clay Edwards Show. Live. Here in the Clay Can't Be Canceled studios, brought to you by ClayEdwardsShow.com. <laughs> That's kind of a running joke around here, by the way. But hey, y'all tried. I'm still here, at least for another 90 days. Thank you to some great sponsors out there. Uh, we signed about three, four new sponsors up yesterday. They'll be uh, debuting on the show next week. We appreciate the ones that we have. We appreciate the addition of the new ones. People have said they're fed up with cancel culture 
They're going to stand up and stand strong and stand beside the Clay Edwards shows. We sit out here and preach more truth to you. Uh, this segment, speaking of great sponsors, is going to be brought to you by my employer, Ellis Autoplex. That's right. Uh, two of y'all showed up yesterday and bought cars from me, and I wasn't even there. I was off yesterday, so thank you for that. And uh, look, I'll be there today till 6. I'll be there tomorrow, 9 to 3, and I can always stay later if I need to. Just because we closed don't mean I won't stay later. Just work it out with me. Shoot me a text, a call, whatever. You know, If you don't get off work till 5.30, you can't be there till 6.30, I'm flexible. All I do at home is eat and work out. I can skip that. I can skip my workout <laughs> to sell a car. But look, hey, if you're in the market for a good pre-owned truck or SUV, or even we got a couple cars as well, got a Camry in the other day, uh, check us out, ellisautoplex.com. We specialize in F-150s. At the end of the day, F-150s, we do get some other stuff, but um, price range anywhere from about eighteen to about 32000 uh, over 100,000 miles. Big car lots don't like messing with that stuff, man. Because they can't make money on the back end with the financing a lot of the times. And uh, we don't make any money on the back end. We help, we just set you up with the bank or credit union or whatever. They don't pay us a penny. We have to make all our money on the front end. So that means we got to buy them right, recon them, and be able to sell them at fair market value. So you know you're getting a good deal at Ellis Autoplex. Check us out online, ellisautoplex.com. And don't forget, we buy vehicles too. You know. What I like about working for a guy like Casey Ellis, he put his name on the building. Could have called it a million other things. But when a man lives in the town that he works in and he puts his name on his business, he's rubber stamping it. That he's going to be the best name business he can do. He don't want to ruin his name. That's all a man's got is his name. When you put your name on your business, it just means a little more to me. And that's, that's real talk. I don't care what it is. When somebody calls names their business after themselves or their family name, that is important to me. And uh, that's what Casey did out there at Ellis Autoplex. Not saying vehicles don't break down. Not saying you don't have trouble here and there. But, you know, when you have a record of doing things the right way, it matters. All right, let's take a call. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hey, hey, Clay, Clay, was why you lying to all these folks here on the radio? Now, now you know you make money on the back end. You make money on the front end. You're making money on the top and on the bottom. I really You're making don't. all that money, Clay. Well, I mean, Clay might be, but the dealership only makes it on the front end. <laughs> well, that was my best Thomas invitation for the morning. <laughs> How you so, doing this morning? I'm doing good, man. Listen, I appreciate your help uh, via text. I know you stay busy, but you're my go-to guy when it comes to shopping for cars. Oh, hey, uh, speak, to, to your question about replacing uh, the interior, uh, yeah. I need to shoot you Richard Hammock's number. Uh, he, he runs the upholstery shop downtown there across from the old strip clubs. And uh, that would be my go-to guy for interior replacement. Yeah, for, you know, for like anybody out there that knows me, when he says across from the old strip clubs, I don't know what he means. Uh, I have no idea. The old, I don't know what he means by that. The old Honestly. Vantro. The old Vantro light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Say so, Horace Slay. Everybody knows that. that everybody yeah. knows Horace Slay. Behind hey, Horace Slay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh so look to your point. So I don't know anything about uh, the specifics on some of these cases that that you're talking about. Uh, just you know, I ain't got a dog in that hunt. But I will tell you this. Now look, people have a job to do, and and they have to do their job. And you know, I think we all admire someone who, for better or for worse, they got a job. Maybe they do or don't like it, but they're going to do the job that they're hired to do. So you got these parole boards. Their job is to find people that are worthy of parole. That's why they're on the board. They're not there to keep people in jail. 
they're there to find the people that they can get out because of the crowding issues and 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 also to to show other inmates that hey we you know you, you if you act right if you have the right behavior you actually can get another chance now having said that part of the issue is some of these criminals don't sound like they should have ever been eligible for parole when they were sentenced. That's the problem. If these judges, uh, you know, they're, they're allowing the opportunity. The parole board can't parole anyone that's not eligible, and that's part of their sentencing. So I think that's the starting place right there, because if, if someone's eligible and they're up, the parole board, has, they have to review them. It's their job. They're told, we got a we got a crowd up in here. Let's try to thin it out where we can, and and that's the job. So I, I just want to put a little bit of perspective on on these folks on the parole board. You know, they're there for a reason. It's not to keep people in jail. It's to find people that, that they could maybe get out of jail, so they can make space for the ones that need to be in there. You feeling me? I do. Um, this particular case, the the main one we're harping about today. He was sentenced to two life sentences without the possibility of parole. However, the Supreme Court uh, changed the rule, law, however you want to word that, a ruling that says that it's cruel and unusual punishment to give a minor, because he was 17 when he committed these crimes, a life sentence without the possibility of parole. So that's why he was up for parole to begin with, uh, was due to a Supreme Court ruling about minors being given uh, life without parole. But it was still up to the uh, the parole board, still made a terrible decision, in Clay's opinion, based on the severity of the crimes. I don't give a dang about how rehabilitated he is. That's great. But there's some things you don't get to come back from. And I think premeditated double murder, then the mutilation of the bodies to fit them in garbage bags and drive them across town, that should probably be the line in the sand. Well, if I was going to premeditate any kind of uh, murderous, heinous crime, uh yeah, you ain't gonna find the bodies. I mean, <laughs> so so I kind of I kind of understand the thinking. Uh, I mean, just just putting it plainly. Yeah. So, but well, well, he tried uh, to he tried to poison him with rat poison for a week to kill him that way. That wasn't working, so he shot him. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kids these days, they just they just don't have the patience, do they? <laughs> it is uh, a virtue. <laughs> It is indeed. All right. Well, you know, uh, yeah, I, I just want to throw that out there. I, I, you know, in general, I don't, you know, these folks, I don't envy people who are in the correctional uh, uh, institutions and in that industry and, and, and on parole boards because, you know, you, you've got two decisions to make. One's bad and one's worse, you know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I there's no upside to that kind of work. But we here who don't have to deal with that every day have the luxury of, you know, kind of be able to point fingers, that sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you on these onesies and twosies. I just want to give a little perspective. No, I, I appreciate pre- you. Thanks, Scott. Have a blessed one. You too. Yep. Yeah. Hey, look, and, but to the point about these these parole board people having a job to do and it being a tough job, at the end of the day, nobody tied them down and twisted the arm and made them take this job. When you take a big boy job, it comes with big boy tough decisions. And sometimes, you know, you got to stand up. I mean, stand by it, you know, own it. And they appear that that's their plan, but we got to let them know that we don't like it. I just, again, I am all for parole. I am all for a chance at redemption. 
But something, I, I hate to just re- keep repeating myself, some things you can't come back from at the end of the day. And if this ain't it, what is it? If this ain't it, what is it? Hey, I wanted y'all to know, before I forget to mention this, Jim Thorne's music show is coming up next at 9. And he has got some old buddies of mine that I have seen perform multiple times in the studio, performing live. They're called Lookenbach. And they're the Willie Nelson tribute band from here, here locally. And man, if you've ever been out having a good cold beer at a lot of places around here, there's a good chance that Lookenbach has been the, uh, has been the background band and or, or the, the entertainment for the night. And they are great. I'm looking forward to keeping my radio tuned to 103.9 when I get in the car this morning and listening to Lookenbach live here on the Jim Thorne Show coming up next on 103.9 WYEB. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's clean up some text messages here. And um, well, Nail texts me on the uh, on the Guns and Gear text line says, "Hey, look up Tasha Shelby. The parole board is a joke. They deny parole continuously, and set them off two, three, even five years. Most nonviolent crimes. Yet they let a double murderer go. Kane is a crook and a liar. Come up, Burl Kane. Firsthand knowledge." Yeah, you know, that, that, that Tasha Shelby thing is, is crazy. I, I'm quasi-familiar with it. Again, I got a call during the break, too. It says, you know, there's people in jail for 30, 40 years that got caught with a little crack in the 90s. And I ain't, con- I ain't saying that's a good thing. But how much time is enough time? How much time is enough time for drugs? But you're going to let a double murderer out. And we got some three-strike felons in jail. And, you know, a felony can be a weird thing. That three-strike rule. I mean, it can be grand, grand larceny three times. And boom, you're in jail for life. With no possibility of parole. Still, still three things that cost $500. Maybe it's going up to 1000 when I was young. When I got in trouble, it was 500 Anything over $500 was a felony. I want to say it's going up to like 1000 or $999 or something like that, but... Anyway, to my point, there's people without the possibility of parole for doing a lot less. And we're going to let a double murder out because he's become a got a got his theology degree online. Whew. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. That's serious. Guys, it has been a heck of a week here on the Clay Edwards Show. It's been a heck of a month. Uh, downloads on the podcast are at record-breaking numbers every day. I mean, just growing exponentially. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who tolerates my uh, illiterate butt every morning for a couple hours. Um, I, I truly, truly do appreciate you guys. Uh, get out and support these sponsors this weekend. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple of them I don't mention on Fridays because you won't need them till Monday because uh, they close on the weekends like Lakeland Glass and A1 Gear and Auto. But uh, if you're looking for something to do, get out there. If you're looking to shop for some meat, check out Stonington Farm. I saw Andy Gibson shilling for grain-fed beef the other day, and I commented, hey, I'm going to stick with my grass-fed from uh, Stonington Farm. And I love Andy Gibson, but uh, <clears throat> I'm going to stick with my grass-fed beef. We've really, really grown to like that stuff, and you can get yours at stoningtonfarm.com. All right, let's check something out here, man. Uh, David on the Guns and Gear text line, David says, you know, this is another reason to call out these crooked politicians and their appointed cronies. They don't give a crap about anyone as long as they get your vote. All these backroom deals need to be exposed. 
when these politicians start that talk, they understand, expose their themselves. Uh, I'd rather let the person out with two bells of weed instead of a double murder. Yeah, I mean, for sure, for sure. Uh, Reagan can chime in and say, I appreciate the serious topic this morning. Yeah, man, we like to, we, we dive deep when we have to, man. I mean, I like to have fun. This show, at the end of the day, man, this show's entertainment. You know, some people get butthurt about some of the things I say, and that's fine. You know, you're going to have that on big jobs. But um, there's days that it has to be serious, too. And uh, when something comes across my desk like this, you know, I think it's serious. I think it's important. I think it affects all of us. So, look, I'm all for prison reforms, criminal justice reform. I think over-sentencing is a big, big problem. You know, but I think under-sentencing is, too, in places like Hines County. So, I can think both. I can think it's a bit extreme in Madison and Rankin County sometimes. Then I can think it's woefully under underserved in Hines County. Both things can be right. Both things can be different and right. And there's going to be things I stand up for that's going to confuse people sometimes. I'm a complicated, conflicted individual. And y'all get to hear those complications and conflicting uh, ideas every uh, Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. right here. Uh, but that's life. I think most people, if they're being honest with themselves, they look in the mirror. I think most people are conflicted about a lot of things. But you feel like because you vote a certain way or people may look at you differently if you think this way that you're not allowed to. That's why I was very – I don't think anybody will confuse me as a left-wing nut job. I'm very right-wing, far right in some ways. I was far changing the flag. I was far adding marijuana. I'm far prison reform. You know, for a lot of things. Now, I'm for completely legalizing marijuana beyond the medical stuff. You know, let adult use, recreational, whatever. All right. <clears throat> fun show today. Well, not fun show. Fun show, second hour talking about it, but a uh, serious show today. Fun show coming up next. Jim Thorne's got Looking Bot, the Willie Nelson tribute band in studio. I'll see y'all Monday right here. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.